Welcome to Open World. I'm TK. And I'm Rose. And Open World is a show about hopeful futures and how to scooch them a tiny bit closer to our present. And today's episode gifts us with a mysterious disc. I almost don't want to say too much more because it's such a good little unfolding surprise. So let's just let's just do it. And now, Voyager found by the truth. This is crazy. We should call a monitor We don't need to call any authorities, all right? Maybe it, the neighbors saw. The neighbors didn't see anything. Are we sure that it even fell on our land? No, it's definitely on our property. That's their giant fence. That's the beginning of their property. Okay. Something just fell from the sky. We just need to take a breath and look at it. Yeah, just relax. Be careful with it, okay? okay, okay don't put it on the okay, table. Let's put just, something down. Just take a breath. Look at it. Beautiful. It's gotta be made of some kind of gleanite. It's It's just so shiny. What are all these drawings on it? Are it etchings? Is it a language or is it just drawings? Maybe it's from some other country? I think this is from a different planet. Oh come on. It could This it looks could like a map. This looks like a city. This looks like a map of the stars. Don't break it. I can't break it. It survived a fall from space. I'm not gonna break it. We don't it. know that it came from space. I think this is aliens. <sighs> something inside this sleeve. Is this an audio recording? That looks like something we could play on a disc table. Do we still have our disc table? Yeah, it's in the guest room. You mean my office? It's an office if you do work in it. It's a guest room if my mother sleeps in it. Oh, here it is. It's not plugged in. Here, hold this. <coughs> I don't even know if it still works. Well, we'll find out. All right. It's too big. It's no, not going to fit. I think it's close enough. That hole is too big in the yeah, center. This thing is a chunk of metal. It's heavy. It'll weigh itself down. Hit the power. Okay. And three, two, one. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organization of 147. What language is that? who represent almost all of the human no inhabitants of the planet Earth. Is it Earth. No. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet. Well, I don't, we I don't know what this is. We step out of our solar it's system into the universe seeking only peace and Maybe friendship. Maybe it's Bastanese? No, we no, know no, 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 close. This is no language I have ever heard its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us, and it is with humility and hope that we take this step. You're close. <laughs> it's a different person. That's another different... It's definitely, it's just Are they speaking the same language? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's it's happening. I don't understand what's happening. It's all different languages. Who do you think made this? Is this some kind of hoax? We're just, we're getting a message from a large group of people. What, they, what would they have to say to us? Hello? Who says hello by dropping something connected to a big engine on somebody's lawn? Someone from a different planet? 
Hola y saludos a todos. Yeah, who else? Who else would make this? Bonjour tout le monde. You think the neighbors uh, made this, uh, threw it over the fence? I don't think See, you can make those sounds. Right, I mean, it's people. But wait, wait, something's... It doesn't sound like words, it just sounds like crying. It sounds like a beast, it doesn't sound like a person. That sounds ominous. It's terrifying. Is she scrolling like that? Like a warning or a. What are they going to warn us about? That's an explosion. It's a war. There's a war coming. Another planet was destroyed. And they're looking for somewhere else to go? What's going on? Are they trying to attack us? Turn it off. I'm scared. (sighs) What was that? I don't know. Maybe there's more on it. Maybe it maybe it has some sort of instructions or something or Are supposed to understand this? Maybe they need help. Well let's keep playing. Oh, bubbles? Yeah, it's bubbles. Why would they put that after an explosion? <laughs> Are they threatening to turn us into bubbles? <laughs> no. sounds so much like rain, doesn't it? Oh, listen to that. What are they trying to tell us? This is a recording of another place. I mean, it started with those big explosions, and then, and then it sounded like a bunch of different outside noises, but this sounds like... This is the beginning of life. Explosions, creation, weather, nature, now. Life. That's pretty. Yeah, there's animals in there I've never heard. Oh, I like that one. Wow. I just want to know why they're contacting us. There's got to be a reason. Maybe something's wrong, or, or, or there's, they're but trying to just, warn us. They just want us to know that they're there. They're just trying to tell us the story of them as best they can with their language and with sounds. If I were them, I'd send millions of these in every direction throughout the universe. But and then why hope... haven't we ever heard of this before? We've because never what are the chances? This, this could be from millions, billions of light years away, and the chances of them hitting not only our planet but any planet are minuscule. They could be gone. This could be millions of years old. They could have been destroyed. That's so sad. sounds like us. Wait, let's stop the, stop the recording. What are we going to do about this? It's going to change everything. It's like we're not alone. It's not like that. That's what it is. We thought we were the center of, of the universe, and we're not. There are whole other worlds out there. Every single religion is wrong. I think they'll find a way to justify 
bitch. Everyone's got to hear this. You just call the authorities. The authorities are going to hide this. They're going to bury it. Of course they do. Why you know that? Who knows if this was even the first time we've been contacted? We've got to tell people about this. Yeah. Yeah. Just see what else we got. Okay. Music. It's definitely music, but I've never heard that before. This is a this is a like a birthday song. A celebration, I would say. Yeah. Celebration. Skip ahead. Let's see if there's another one. Yeah. Hey, this is something else. It sounds like they're praying. This feels more spiritual. Yeah. This sounds like a cry to the heavens. I mean, that's what this disc is. It is a a cry to the heavens. It's a cry to the heavens. Right? Yeah. They sent this out into their heavens. It landed on us. Oh, God. Is that depressing? God, it's so different. Maybe he's in love. This is a passionate love song? Maybe. A male mating dance? Yeah. A day. Uh, uh-huh. A little bit. <laughs> I can't even wrap my brain around this one. How'd they get all these different things in one place? They could have recorded it in different places. We'd probably have a war over what to put on one of these things. <laughs> Right? They debated for a year and Right, and then they ended up putting something on there that nobody likes. And it would be full of disclaimers. They must have really figured something out. Maybe they're all happy. This is mesmerizing. Nobody fights. They don't war. Maybe they're trying to tell us they figured it out. What did they figure out? How to be happy together. Maybe they're trying to tell us that that we can be like them. Maybe they're missionaries. Just telling us to relax. Yeah, I mean, I feel relaxed. Maybe they share everything. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe they don't have, like, walls, you know? Yeah. I bet they know their neighbors. I do picture them all outside. Right? Don't you picture them all outside in robes? Yeah. Just playing with each other's hair? Well, do they have hair? (laughs) We should make one. A recording? Yeah, let's make a recording. For who? For the aliens? I don't know, just for for us. What would we say if we had to send this to, to aliens? What would we say about ourselves? Well, I'd record your snoring. <laughs> if they haven't already heard it. I'd record your tisk. Yeah. Let's make one. How are we going to get it to the aliens? We'll send it to the neighbors. Oh, they're going to think we're so weird. We'll throw it over the fence. They'll call the monitors. Are we doing anything illegal? No. <laughs> Technically, it's a gift. How could it make our relationship with them any worse than it is now? All right. Get, get the recorder. Okay. 
All right. Do you know what you're going to say? No. Okay, me neither. Say hello. Okay, ready? One, two. Go. Hello. Greetings. This is Dawn. And this is Tad. And we are uh, your neighbors. And we know nothing about you. But we'd like to tell you about us. My favorite time of day is the morning, before anyone else has woken up. And my favorite time is at night, after Tad falls asleep. I, I guess we like to be by ourselves. We do, but near the other one. I love this one. I don't know. There's yeah. something so like funny and and lovely about just these two people or not people aliens talking to each other right the moment when you realize that they're aliens yeah is just like i don't know they're just that i just i feel like every time i hear it i have that moment where i'm like oh right these aren't humans like this is it's just such a lovely reversal um and yeah a lovely way to think about the ways in which people or creatures or aliens might be so similar to us and have that like universal galactic fights with neighbors and like, you know, these little quips in their relationship. I just love it. It's also the moment where we realize that we're the aliens Mm -hmm. in this, right? Like it's the flip and it's so funny to hear them go through. I mean, I don't know. People's terror is not funny, but (laughs) the beginning where they were terrified and then eventually they came to the realization that, whoa, this is like a thing that other beings decided to send us and maybe we should make our own. Mm -hmm. And how much fun would that be? And then they like frisbee it over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that too. And I love like thinking about, you know, when, when the golden record was created, how did you figure out what to put on it? And yeah, the realization that like some of the things we might try to broadcast might actually be terrifying to whoever yeah. gets them because they really have no context. I'm excited for you all to hear the interview because one of the things that I wanted to know from Jonathan, the creator of this piece, is if he were making a golden record, what he would put on it. You know, having listened to and thought about the reactions that people might have to the actual golden record. So let's just go to Jonathan's interview. And after this quick break, you're going to hear him talk about that. Jonathan, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi. Sure, it's my pleasure. So let's start with the origin story maybe of this piece. How did this piece come together? Okay. Uh, well, I had a couple ideas for a while. I'd heard about this gold record that was sent out into space. There's two of them. And I'd heard about it and I thought it would be interesting to do a story about the aliens who find it. I'm really interested in the idea that So Earth is completely not unique at all. And um, that there's like 
there's a virtually infinite number of planets just like Earth in the in the vast, vast universe, right? And I think that Earth is kind of like a particular kind of flower that grows in the universe, right? It's like a, a rose or something like that, you know? And Why, thank you. It, and it develops a certain kind of way. And there's enough instances of it that the same kind of life evolution patterns would replicate on, on other planets a virtually infinite number of times. Even if it's only 10% at the time, that's still virtually infinite, you know? And so I guess I, I'm really fascinated by the idea that biologically there's creatures exactly like us on other planets that have kind of evolved technologically in very, very similar ways. They probably have a different culture, just like, you know, um, different cultures on Earth. The, the, the range of possibilities maybe is something similar to what the range of possibilities we might find on Earth. Maybe it's broader, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, an analogous kind of thing. And so I thought it would be interesting to do a story about aliens on another planet that were a lot like us who find the gold record. And the uh, way I decided to go about doing it was to have two of my favorite improvisers um, listen to the gold record as though they were aliens and respond to it the, the way that they feel they would if they were an alien. And we recorded a lot of stuff, a lot of material. And I mean, they came over, I played it for them. They hadn't heard it before, or if they had, it had been decades ago, you know, it, it wasn't something fresh in their minds. And one of the big decisions we had to make was who, who were the aliens? Like, were they scientists? And we finally decided that they were just regular people uh, who were living on a farm out in the country and this landed on their property. Like we tried improvising it around with leather ideas, but that was the idea that kind of worked and, and gave us the mo most to play with. And so I just went through and I played different tracks in order the way they are on the record for the improvisers. They were uh, Peter McNerney and Chet Siegel. And they would improvise sort of in continuity like that. And I took all that tape, edited it together from that. But it was like we were still trying to figure it out. So there were a lot of things we needed to redo. But we discovered a lot by doing that about what the shape of the story would be. They came back um, like a week later and we filled in the gaps. And that was the story. That's so interesting that it was improvised. I didn't know that. That I thought it was, you know, many things are scripted and I sort of assumed it was scripted, but that a lot of it was actually just, you know, their reaction to hearing the actual record. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good improvisers. They are really good. <laughs> it's also that in combination with editing. Like um, there's a lot you can do to, to make things feel written that were improvised. Yeah. I want to, you know, talk a little bit about the humanness, right? As you say, like, these are basically us, but just not us, right? It's somewhere else. And that's a, it's a, such an interesting choice because so much of science fiction, right, does the opposite, where they try to make the aliens as weird and different and completely impenetrable as possible, right? I think about, like, Arrival, where you get these, like, they don't, they speak in these loopy pictures and you know that's like a classic sci-fi thing is to posit these aliens as I mean in the definition of alien right suggests difference and you sort of flipped it you talked about this a little bit but like what do you think that opens up to make them like us like I know you said you were interested in that idea but like why is that interesting from a storytelling perspective well we can look at ourselves as though we are aliens looking at ourselves it's it's very similar to how we present ourselves as individuals to other people. We tend to accentuate the positive things and try to make ourselves look as though we really have it together, you know. 
and it, on the inside we sort of know the truth you know <laughs> but 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 people are are like look at you like when you look at other people you're like why does that person have it so together and i don't you know we always think that and that person's thinking the same thing and so it, it, it's it, it's interesting to look at that from a from a sort of a much broader cultural perspective or planetary perspective like that we were really putting our best foot forward that with this record album you know we 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 wanted these other planets to like us you know <laughs> and to think that we had a lot to offer and we had this really rich culture and we wanted to show that off a little bit and um and when you're the, on the receiving end of that that it's it's interesting how much that hides right you know and there were certain tracks i knew i wanted to hit like i wanted to hit chuck berry and i um i and there were certain music tracks that i just thought were so beautiful that i really wanted to play i thought that track that we ended on was a really nice calming it's not actually what the record ends on it's somewhere in the middle but, but um i really wanted to end on it it left you feeling positive but melancholy <laughs> On the website, somebody commented being like, why can't they understand Chuck Berry? And you responded being like, they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, exactly. My impression is that the more we hear something over and over again, the more comfortable we feel with it. The more familiar a, a sound is to us, the more it, it makes sense. And music is like that. You know, we a lot of times it takes you a few times of hearing something to really appreciate a piece of music or to really like it. And um, likewise, when I'm like editing audio, like I hear things over and over and over again, and I can fool myself into thinking something works because I'm used to hearing it that way because I've heard it so many times. But when I come back and I forget what I did like a couple days later and I listen to it fresh, I'm like, oh no, that's totally <laughs> wrong. So like, Objectivity makes you hear things completely different. You've sort of already answered this question, but I do want to ask you whether you believe we are alone in this galaxy. Oh, no, I, I don't believe we're alone at all. I think that there has to be. I mean, it's so obvious that, that, that there's other people, other creatures. It's just they're so far away. It's just hard to reach them. But um, no, I mean, if you look at the size of the universe, I mean, just watch some kind of science special on the universe and they when they pull back from i mean it's it's overwhelming it's crazy how big it is i can't even i can't even fit it in my mind i, I can't comprehend how big the universe is like we're in a big galaxy the galaxy seems big right but that's like billions of those galaxies if not more and <laughs> and i mean just in our own galaxy, there's, there's likely a planet like ours. But when you consider how many galaxies there are, it's just it's just crazy to me. And that that the fact that we're it's possible that we we exist means that there's like I think there's a property to the universe that it, it is conducive to life. And there's probably more to it than that that we don't even realize. But at the very least, I think we're some form of the universe knowing itself you know that's the only thing i can come up with <laughs> for why we exist but but yeah it, it seems like it's it's common one thing i find really interesting about this piece and the voyager record is that the record itself is sort of its own attempt at storytelling right for like mm -hmm. beings that we don't yet know and there was a you know the history of it is really interesting around how it was made and who decided what got to go on it and, and all of that is super fascinating. 
And so it's we have sort of like a story within a story here a little bit, right? You've got this like story, then people interpreting the story, and then we're hearing it. I'm curious, and this is sort of an oddball question, but I'd love to know what you think. If you actually had to kind of design a story for aliens, if you were going to make the next golden record, how do you think you would approach that? Well, I think they did a really good job. I mean, they they included all kinds of sounds and all kinds of music. If it's If it's just sound, I don't know that I would do very much different from what they did. Um, I mean, hmm. it's 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 old now. It's it's a few decades old, so maybe there's more up to date things we could put on it. But I think the beginning of it is quite scary. <laughs> I don't know if I'd start with those sounds exactly. I think I'd be a little bit more. I think it'd be warmer at the beginning and welcoming, and try to make friends with them a little bit more at first. But I think, yeah, playing all the different languages is is a nice idea. I think playing all all these different kinds of music is really important in in sounds of our environments and there's so many cool sounds in our world. Yeah, I I would I would probably stick pretty close to what they did to be honest. You mentioned that for you at the end of the piece you have a, a hopeful feeling. Do you feel hopeful about the future in general? Yes, I do. I mean, I don't know about humans, but I know life will find a way. And even if it doesn't, you know, there's billions and billions of other Earths out there that are probably evolving. They probably have the same environmental. <laughs> I'm getting really dark now, but I, I do. I, th- I think that like there's this nature to humans that they kind of go down this path and they make these discoveries in about the same way. And no matter sort of how we evolve, we're sort of going to get, go there anyway. Well, one thing I'm curious about is when I first reached out to you about this project and asked sort of, is there anything in the Truth Archive that comes to mind for you? You mentioned that it's kind of sometimes hard to make hopeful short fiction pieces for the truth. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about why that is? Like, why is it hard to make positive fiction in the format that the truth sort of has? I mean, I I think when it comes to stories about utopias, it's hard. I, I don't think it's hard to necessarily hard to make a hopeful story in general, but I think it is hard to make a, a utopia story that's not actually a dystopia. And I think that's because, you know, usually if you choose to set a story in a utopia, the fact that it's a utopia is thematically connected to the story. And so in order for you to have any kind of narrative um, momentum, you need there to be tension. And so usually the tension is in, in whether or not this is actually a utopia or not. Again, I think that's like something that we can all relate to is is this idea that that everything that looks perfect is it, underneath is something really dark. <laughs> and there's got to be something dark for something that perfect. I mean, if you were going to make a positive story set in a utopia, it would probably have to, the, the fact that it's a utopia would probably have nothing to do with what's driving the story. It just happens, it, it, it's sort of a neutralizing factor that that makes it possible to deal with other things without the 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 sort of the baggage of sort of this broader cultural landscape. Yeah. Do you have a favorite hopeful story whether it's, you know, a book, short story, movie, podcast, whatever whatever comes to mind? <laughs> um well, it's not a science fiction story. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah. My favorite movie is The Muppet Movie. <laughs> okay. And that's a very, very hopeful story. Say more. 
it's the sort of the origin story of the Muppets, and they um, Kermit decides to go to Hollywood. And it's interesting because when they were writing the screenplay, the motivation for going to Hollywood was to become rich and famous, but they changed it at a certain point to making millions of people happy, which is a much more yeah you know I like that um, yeah friendly and outward thinking motivation. And I love, I, and so he goes, he, he meets all his friends along the way. It's a road movie. He goes from the swamp to Hollywood and he ends up and they get to Hollywood and um, he says, life's like a movie, write your own ending, keep believing, keep pretending. We just, we did just what we set out to do. Thanks to the lovers, the dreamers, and you. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> oh, <applause>. <laughs> you know, I love it. It gives me chills. I just got chills when I sang that. I just love it. <laughs> and then you see this ra- rainbow, you know, shining through the the the, uh, the the roof of the studio. And it's just so beautiful and everyone's happy. I think it holds up. It's my favorite Muppet movie by far. So the last question that we're asking everybody for the series is, what are you most hopeful for right now? Um, I'm hopeful for the 2020 election. Really? Yeah. I, Sorry. I'm hoping that. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping that it, that everything will be fixed and we can all go back to <laughs> not having to watch the news every day. Well, I, I mean, I hope that we get serious about addressing climate change. I hope that right wins out over greed. That people um, start caring about each other more and, and valuing sort of the um, the needs of society as a whole over the needs of the individual a little bit more. There's like a balance that we can strike that I, I think we're a little bit out of balance right now. And um, I hope that we can all have universal health care at some point. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and for making this piece, which I love. It was such a delight to listen to. I think my favorite part in the piece is the moment when you kind of realize like that they're aliens. Um, and I know it's sort of in the description, but I think it's easy to forget because they sound so people-like when you first yeah. listening start listening. And that moment of like, oh, oh. And then you like it's just so fun and delightful. Um, and and the performers did such an amazing job. They were so likable and like relatable. And oh, thank you. Um, it was such a joy to listen to. So thank you so much for making the piece and for coming on to talk about it. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's really nice to hear. Voyager Found. Produced by Jonathan Mitchell. Performed by Chet Siegel and Peter McInerney. Visit thetruthpodcast.com for more. Open World is a partnership between Philos Future Media and Flash Forward Presents. Hosted by TK Dutess and Rose Eveleth. And produced by Brittany Brown. The intro music is by TH Ponders. With engineering by C. You can contact us uh, via social media. We are on the Twitters at Open World Pod. Yes, definitely contact us. Get in touch. You can email us at hello at openworldradio.com. You can visit openworldradio.com for more about any of what you heard on this show. 
more links to the amazing creators who we featured here, how to find their work. Also, there are transcripts of each episode up on the website if you want to read those or revisit them. Um, And we really loved taking this journey with you. So thanks for coming along for the ride.